Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Caitlin, over to you. Hello, Martina. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm Caitlin Lacey, and I am a senior director at Niantic Labs. We inspire people to explore the world together through our games and our technology. I oversee marketing for our AR developer platforms, both Lightship, which is a native AR app, SDK, as well as 8th Wall, which allows you to create web AR and power AR everywhere. I'm speaking to a seasoned panelist, speaker, podcaster. I'm so excited to be able to chat with you. Caitlin was at Meta for upwards of 11 years and spoke at one of my events when I was just a baby in the company. My first year in, I was really taken with her content and her passion for the subject. So outside of Niantic, she's just brilliant all around. And that's enough schmoozing the guest. I feel like, you know, I can't be too nice. We don't know what questions are going to come up. So guys, just reminding you of the format, there are 520 questions determined by the letters between A and Z and a number between 1 and 20. The question format is the letter and the question topic is the number. Let's get straight into this. Caitlin, I would love if you could give me a letter and a number combination, please. All right. C, 10. 10 is the topic of fashion. Under C, the question is, could you accurately guess the item of clothing your peers would say is your favorite? The Caitlin sweater, an oversized, very comfortable, usually dark in color sweater. <laughs> and it is my uniform. I am a person who likes to be cozy. <laughs> Do you know what? It's interesting because people in tech usually stick to a sort of archetype. It's not uncommon that we all have like a favorite hoodie or tee. Do you think it's a tech thing or is it just a Caitlin thing? I, you know, my rationale for actually wearing it is I'm hiding. The oversized sweater is meant to be, oh, if I don't look a certain way, then people won't notice me. And I'm growing out of that portion of my personality. I'm trying to be better about wearing things that make me feel confident and are in the color scheme that I like. The Caitlyn sweater really arose out of just a confidence issue. And I do believe that the whole capsule wardrobe is to help you streamline your decision making and mm. make more space in your mind for bigger decisions than what do mm -hmm. I want to wear today? So I think that is a tech thing, but I also think that there's value. And honestly, I was just doing it because I like to hide. I want to dig into this a little bit because I would say, arguably, you're in a very senior position. You're renowned, you're tenured, you're seasoned, and you're seen. Has that been a muscle you've had to train over the years to be comfortable being the face of? Because you sound completely the opposite of what you described. Yes, it's definitely something I've had to grow into. And I've been lucky enough to have mentors along the way that have said mm. to me, hey, what you have to say matters. And your perspective on this is incredibly unique. And you should be shouting that out. And I just said mm. to my colleague yesterday, I'm not always the loudest voice in the room. And I really need you to either offer me advice on how I can be a louder voice mm -hmm. in the room. And he immediately stepped in and said, oh, I'm just going to make space for you. I'm going to mm -hmm. look at you and I'm going to gesture towards mm -hmm. you. And I know that you have something that you want to say because he can read it on my face. Yeah, it's the muscle that you constantly have to go back to no matter what age you are or where you are in your career. You know, I have reports and employees and teammates who come to me and say they don't want to speak or they don't want to do a podcast. There's two things that I always say. One, pick your pump up song, put your AirPods in, put your headphones on and play that before any speaking engagement, giving mm -hmm. yourself the most positive energy you can. And then the second thing I say is find your power pose. 
Whatever you can do to take up space immediately before doing any kind of public speaking, important meeting, just get your body in a position where you're taking up as much space as you can. And everybody gets nervous when they talk. Even people who appear to have all their shit together. There is a point in their life mm. where something makes them uncomfortable and nervous and they do it anyway because it mm. does help you grow. And at the end of the day, if you're not growing, what are you doing? The Palm Pop song is almost groundbreaking. And so obviously my next question is, what is your go-to Palm Pop song? My go-to feel-good song, which mm -hmm. I have played as a Palm Pop song, is Lights and Music by Cut Copy. I don't know it. But it's, it's a banger. You know, like 90s and noughties pop music. From Toxic to Nelly's Country Grammar, I'm oh, good to go. So good. On that note, Caitlin, another letter and number combo, please. C20. The question here is, could you confidently share the contents of your Amazon basket? Oh, yes. I am in a learning phase, mm -hmm. trying to find who I am outside of work. And so I have bought myself a crafting machine that allows you to do a bunch of different crafting activities. So for example, I just bought all of this vinyl and mm -hmm. this machine helps you cut it in a really beautiful font. And then you can take that cutout and put it on things. I love to say that I'm an artistic person, but I'm not. And I have terrible handwriting. So the idea that I maybe won't lose as many things, I mean, it's just like bonus. So that is my Amazon card. I'm just buying different colors for this <laughs> silly machine. There's something that you said, I'm trying to find who I am outside of work, outside of tech. In terms of how much your personality is defined by what you do, have you willingly let that be? Can I get real here? Please do. I fell into my career at Facebook. I was a bartender. I was going to school to become a high school English teacher. Shots at 2 a.m. were how I was introduced to a hiring manager <laughs> at Facebook. She was a friend of my brother's and mm. he sent her to my bar. We got to talking and she was like, I'm hiring for my team. You should send me your resume. So I did. I got off at 2 a.m. and I mm -hmm. revamped my resume, which was not very long. <laughs> I was going to say, and no, no offense to you, but what made her think you were qualified? And I'm so happy I, that you were. So I was getting my master's degree in English. And so, mm -hmm. you know, for any liberal arts major out there, your value is there. Like you are mm -hmm. a writer, you are a storyteller, you are absolutely on a path to success. But this role was ad review. So it was literally at mm. that time at Facebook, advertisers would submit ads and there was a human on the other side that would actually look at the ad and be like, is this in policy or not? She was hiring for that role and it was entry level. When I started, it was the largest Facebook starting class that they had had to date. And this was in mm. 2010. And there were 33 of us in the room. I was the only one who was not coming from an Ivy League school or a huge tech company. Mm. I was the bartender and that was how I was known. I wasn't ashamed, but I also wasn't comfortable. And so mm. my career in tech has always felt like I have to earn my place here because I didn't come in in the traditional way. And I know that there are hundreds of thousands of people who don't come in the traditional way, but that is part of the identity I've carried through work. And so back to your original question of like, do you feel that work defines you mm. to a degree? Yeah. And then I became a mom and then motherhood defines you. And so I'm approaching, you know, midlife. Hi. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to make sure that the second half of my life isn't defined by other people's job values. That you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so important to have your origin story be different because that's where diverse perspectives come in and all of these things. And then you open the doors and windows for other people from similar backgrounds. And I'm not going to put imposter syndrome as a term in your words because you didn't say that, but I can absolutely understand feeling like 
sometimes you maybe need to overcompensate because you didn't do X or the route wasn't X, Y, and Z for you. But I absolutely love that you're so honest about that. I think there are more people who aren't as honest and kind of it comes out in other ways. Admitting it, saying it, and kind of leaning into it is the way forward. So thank you for doing that, Caitlin. We appreciate you. I'm loving this chat. One of the funnest I've had on this show. We're at the stage where I'm asking you for the final letter and number combination, please, lady. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to go with Z9. Oh, she took it to the end of the alphabet. Okay. The question here is, describe your zodiac sign without telling me what it is. I love that it ends on this. I'm such an astrology nerd. Okay. I am judicious. I value equality. I'm fiery and passionate. And I value beautiful things. These were broad as shit, Caitlin. You didn't even (laughs) throw me a bone. Are you a Virgo? No. Hmm. Am I close at all in terms of... Yes, you are close. I'm going to have one more guess and say Sagittarius. No, I am on the cusp of Libra Scorpio. (sighs) Interesting. It gives a tell about the type of personality that I'm talking to. Are they a dreamer? Are they a thinker? You seem to know a great deal about astrology and, and yours. Are you somebody that's delved quite deep into your personality type, trying to figure out who you are and what took you down that journey? I think it goes back to the imposter syndrome, actually. You know, am I the way that I think I am or am I masking? I think people who are interested in their personality are trying to explain themselves so that others can understand who they are. And likewise, like I like to understand who I am so that I can understand who others are. I'm triggered by this in the best way because I'm so into personality types about myself, exploration, different personality tests and things. And I feel like it can come sometimes from a place of feeling misunderstood to your point and wanting to have something that you can lean on and be like, well, this is why that. Who is anybody? Because at 20, you're different at 30, you're different at 40, et cetera. So I think it's just like a never ending thing. But I love that you went there. What's your Enneagram? What number are you? Oh, I don't know that. Oh, you got to look into Enneagram. So I lean so heavily on the Myers-Briggs as my one. I know that there's like the Gallup strengths and all of that, but I don't know Enneagram. So I will look into it. You have your primary number and then you have two numbers on either side that kind of influence who you are or how you live. I'm so curious. You'll have to go search for that. Okay. So like, tell me yours and then guess what you think I am. And then I'll take it and I'll put retrospectively in the notes what I am. I will send you a podcast to listen to after this that'll help you kind of understand. But that takes better guess. I'm not an Enneagram specialist. Look how quickly I lent into Caitlin's own expertise on the subject because she asked me one question. This is a door Uh, that if you open, it's a rabbit hole. But okay, tell me yours. I'm a nine peacemaker, which totally fits my personality. But I would be curious to hear yours. If you just had to guess, you've had this chat with me. I'm looking at the chart now. What would you think? I think a three would be probably what I would put you. Yeah. The other one I thought of was seven. The enthusiast. Yes. That's the other Mm. one I would choose. Okay. I mean, these sound great. I feel like I'm winning based on this test, but I'll check it out (laughs) retrospectively. I could talk to you for ages. I feel like your curiosity knows no bounds. And that's the exact point of this podcast. So thank you. Thank you for obliging. We're at the juncture called Sage Advice. This is the part of the podcast for lots of aspirational people listening who want to get into this and do a similar role to you, Caitlin. Over to you, please, for your Sage Advice. Listen. Listen more than you speak. And if you do that, when it comes time for your voice to be heard, it will carry that much more weight. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we all just want to be heard, right? That's just Mm -hmm. a human element. And 
as you explore leadership positions, it is so important to hear out every single side and make an informed opinion and mm-hmm. and make that opinion. I mean, you have to make a decision. That is the core of a leadership role. But so many people just talk to be heard. And I love to listen and mm-hmm. then speak when I have something of value to add. That's amazing advice. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much, Caitlin Lacey. I cannot wait to put this episode out. I know people will love it. Have the best weekend. You too, Martina. Thank you.